0: Hello, today is Monday, October 23rd. To my right is my co-host, Thomas Frey, sworn in as a lawyer. Sworn in, is that the correct term? That is correct. Uh, Last week, so congratulations. Producer Rue down in Florida enjoying his last days of freedom on a golf trip before he starts his new job. Also very happy for him. Congrats, Producer Roo. I'm Adam Hartog, and this is episode 27 of the Breaks Down podcast, part of the 528 Multimedia Network. We have a fun show today. We're going to talk about college football, a brief update on some things that happen in the NBA and the MLB. We're going to do our NFL talk back to the usual uh, way we lay that out. We're going to do awards, and then, We're going to do our bold predictions of the year. Of the week. Let's go. All right, recording this just before 8 p.m. on Monday, October 23rd. The 49ers and the Vikings are about to kick off in what should be a good game. But uh, let's start things off with the recent NBA news. I guess Giannis has... Resigned a three-year extension with the Bucks for 185 million.
1: Yeah, there's a player option at the end of that it gives him a little bit more flexibility, but it seems like he probably wants to at least lock himself in for the next two years of Dame's contract. I think there's three remaining, or maybe even four years left on that one, but it seems like he's tying himself to Dame for a little bit longer than a lot would have thought. So it's a two and one. Yeah, two and one.
0: Yeah, and we were kind of right about that. We we had mentioned that uh, there was a good chance that he had told the Bucks, uh, hey, if you make this move, because we're sure that they they probably told him about the Dame trade in advance, that, that he would, uh, like, confirm his commitment by signing an extension there.
1: Reaffirm his commitment, yes. if you will.
0: Yes, I will. Hmm.
1: But, <laughs> yeah, we were pretty spot on there. I, I wasn't sure if they were literal, like, hey, make this deal and I'll stay, or if it was just a... If you make this deal, I'm a lot more likely to stay, but he's staying, and I'm sure Bucks fans are thrilled. Any other team's fans who thought they had a chance at getting him, less
0: so. And it means that their window is guaranteed to be more than one year. I guess you can't really say guaranteed with title windows, but not, not from one of those guys leaving. Yeah, expected to be more than one year. And then also the Phillies currently down 5-1 to one in Game 6 to the Diamondbacks, so it looks like there's going to be a Game 7 there. Uh, I will say I am a sucker for fans singing songs, and Philly does that every postseason, and it's awesome, and it makes it makes them hard not to root for in my book.
1: I would have no problem with the Phillies had I not gone to school in New Jersey, and I just was surrounded by so many Philadelphia fans. It It just was a lot. Like, I'm sure you had no ill will towards – Boston, I mean maybe the Red Sox but like the Patriots you had no reason to dislike the Patriots but being surrounded by Boston fans in that at your school I'm sure it made you dislike them a lot more
0: it it got annoying at times my school was was less like the traditional what you think of a Boston sports fan than places like uh, BC and Northeastern so it wasn't it wasn't as in your face but it was I mean they were rattling off championships so it was it was hard not to not to see it everywhere
1: to put it into perspective i was rooting very hard for the patriots over the eagles and that, i mean and that has to do with not only being a giants fan but and just because of who i was with
0: yeah i mean why would a giants fan dislike the patriots like yeah. they don't lose to them in, yeah. in the playoffs
1: if if anything i like the patriots and that's why i like brady so much i yeah. have no uh, reason to dislike him
0: i was quietly rooting for the eagles because i was watching that the at least the first half at a bar and i was not about to be openly rooting for Philadelphia there
1: yeah very fair I was in the safety of my own home
0: yeah that's that's uh that would have changed things um all right Would, would you like to talk about the college football I would cool so big noon Gus Johnson and Joel Klatt on the call in the horseshoe where the number three Ohio State Buckeyes hosted and beat number seven Penn State 20 to 12 And Ohio State has become exactly who Lou Holtz said they could not be, (laughs) which is kind of hysterical and and a fun
1: turn of events. Really funny just because of how much of a storyline that was at the time, you know? Yeah. But uh, I won some money on this game. I took Ohio State in the under. Nice.
0: So that was exciting. I had Penn State. Oh. Yeah. Happens. I I usually don't bet games like this because I just want to enjoy them, and I regret not doing that. I knew I wasn't going to be able to watch all of it, so, for some reason, I I like betting games that I'm not going to be able to watch. Because you don't have to just sit there and stress over it? Yeah. See, that's the thing. Like I I don't bet as much as I used to because I am so overcome with joy just being able to experience these games that I don't need the additional like stimulus that I used
1: to. Well, it's like the logic behind people not betting their own teams. That doesn't really bother me so much because... I'm going to be distraught if they lose either way. So the extra $5 that I'm losing on them doesn't matter. And the extra money that I win is just cherry on top. That's my logic behind it. I
0: had a, a brief period in college where I would just look like before I went to sleep, I would check the late NBA games. And if any of them, if a team was down by, let's say like 15 or more with like, more than halfway through the third quarter, still remaining, I would just take them money line, go to sleep, and I I would say I probably made like, I probably hit, and I certainly hit enough for like a couple weeks to make it worth doing, and then it then it stopped.
1: If a good team is down, no, as long as there's enough time left in the game, it's almost always a smart bet.
0: In the NBA, yeah, yeah. there's usually one team a night that will come back from from a big deficit. Yeah, I
1: mean, and the odds are usually better than
0: they should be in games way like better that. so yeah yeah it's just smart money i will say the skeptic in me wonders if lou holtz was a plant <laughs> i don't know if lou holtz would even know what a
1: plant is someone but, could have been feeding him that info though he's just repeating it. yeah like a parrot.
0: he just heard it from from somebody that was speaking into his ear it's very possible i mean And you saying how big of a story it was. Like This is season-long bulletin board material that this team was given. Uh, The Ohio State college football coaches dream of bulletin board material opportunities like this.
1: So, was Lou Holtz an unwilling plant? Or an unknowing plant?
0: I certainly think he would have, yes. Definitely because this happened
1: before the Notre Dame game. Exactly. Because he wouldn't have done this... In to intentionally sabotage Notre Dame. No, so let, let's
0: trick this old man into exactly. giving our team this is elder fodder. abuse.
1: <laughs> They're just taking advantage of him.
0: It's certainly certainly questionable ethical behavior yeah. if this is how what happened. Assu- no,
1: assuming this is what happened yes, because it's most yes. likely that it did.
0: Yes, I'm, yeah. Just just let us let me know if we <laughs> say anything that's accusatory that we need to walk back. Yeah, no, no.
1: He was unwilling. Didn't know about it at the time, was just being fed bad info.
0: <laughs> Propaganda. Uh, both of these defenses are really good. We knew that. They were both ranked in the top ten points per game coming into this. Both quarterbacks really struggled, but the difference here is that one threw to Marvin Harrison Jr., which which helps a ton.
1: How high is too high for him to go in the draft? Two? No, uh, one probably. Okay. What's the – when was the last time a wide receiver went in the top two? Keyshawn Johnson's the only one I can think of, but I'm sure first. there must have been. there. Yeah, that's he's the only one I can think of, but there must have been one since. I
0: think uh, Megatron was 07. He went second overall. Okay, which checks out. That's the most recent one that comes to mind.
1: Yeah, it doesn't happen very
0: often, but he's unreal. But he's on that list of those kind of prospects coming yeah. out of college. Uh, he had 11 catches for 162 yards and a touchdown Kyle McCord, the Ohio State quarterback, had 22 completions for 286 yards and a touchdown, so half of his completions and more than half of his yards and the touchdown went to Marvin Harrison Jr. Drew Aller really struggled in this one, 18 for 42 for 191 yards and a garbage time touchdown. I honestly don't know how good he is because I've seen his high school tape. He seems awesome. Mm -hmm. Everyone is telling me he's awesome. He's looked really good at times. But either he's not good against good teams, or they're just that offense is a jumbled mess that has never had a quarterback this good and has no idea to use him. What year is he? He's a true sophomore. Okay, so
1: he's still got another year to figure it out. He could still be really good. That's definitely a very ugly stat line, and it definitely raises eyebrows, especially in a huge game like that looking that bad, but. He's been good otherwise, and like you said, the tape seems to favor him, so I guess time will tell, but...
0: He did look shook, which is never good. No, it's... No, no. no. Usually, red flag. Kind of a fun story here that I don't remember if I said on last week's podcast. He was the best quarterback in Ohio State high school history, which is a good, fertile recruiting ground. Ohio State had Quinn Ewers at the time, so they didn't pursue him. When Quinn Ewers decided to transfer to Texas, Aller was already a hard commit to Penn State. So then they ended up going for Kyle McCord, who's from Pennsylvania. You didn't mention that last episode. That is fun. Yeah. I like that. Me too. Both teams averaged less than two yards per rush, so the run game was non existent. This was a total defensive showdown. Ohio State takes the first win in the Big Ten race. And if Penn State beats. Michigan and Michigan beats Ohio State. Penn State wins the division, which seems wrong, because this was the first test of those three teams, and it was a pretty handed Ohio State win. And Urban Meyer was on Fox Game Day before, and he predicted 20 to 14. And if if Penn State had gotten the two point conversion that they missed, coach would have been hit the nail on the head. Or what did what is that other saying? Uh,
1: put the uh, pin the tail on the donkey. Pin
0: the tail on the top. Do- pin yeah. the tail. Yeah,
1: yeah, pin the tail on the donkey. We can cut that if you want to be the first one to debut. No, that. it's okay. I totally forgot that that was a thing I said <laughs> earlier. um How many over under lap dances Urban Meyer received in his return?
0: Well, yeah. So this this is in Columbus. So this is right near the bar that he owns. Yeah. So I'm gonna go with. What's the line? <laughs> I'm gonna go with two and a half. Okay. Speaking of lap dances, did you see that blueface, the rapper? Yes, I did. Yeah, that's just just bad. Yeah, just bad.
1: Never gonna be welcomed back. (laughs) I mean, what are we doing here? At an NFL game? There's kids around. It's like when Lizzo showed up to the Lakers game in assless pants. It's just like, what are we? What's going on here? you go you bring your kids to to see some football or some basketball they don't need to see asses shaking all the time no i got nieces not. and nephews like i'm more sympathetic
0: to that it's that's messed up i yeah i actually can't believe they didn't like go in there and, and give them the boot I, i'm guessing they didn't
1: know they had to have known no I, maybe, they must I, not have i or,
0: feel like they they like even if Th- this day and age, that goes viral, like, probably f- second quarter.
1: I'm guessing there needs to be, since he's a, uh, not he's relatively famous. I was, I was going to say a celebrity, but he's not a celebrity. He's relatively famous. Someone higher up needs to make that call to kick him out, and maybe it just didn't get to them until time, and that would be the only explanation I could get.
0: Time ran out?
1: Yeah. Or until he had already stopped or something? I don't know.
0: Yeah, well... That's the, the Penn State-Ohio State, Ohio State <laughs> yeah, no. summary. Blue,
1: blue face and Lizzo's asses. Here we go.
0: Blue face took the L and the the, the, blue, the Nittany Lions took the L.
1: The blue lions. The is blue that, n- I thought that's where you were going to go. With I, it it. it kind of it was, but <laughs> because
0: it, Nittany is a shade of blue. Oh. I think.
1: I have no idea. I have never even once considered that Nittany is a strange word.
0: Mm. nope made it up what is it single mountain <laughs> what I don't i you know one I mountain s- should have spent more than one second looking at that I no it's you know that's fine I mean that makes no sense but ah there was something in there that I wanted to mention we would circle back to but anyway uh all right oh yes mm, nope <laughs> okay <laughs> it will come back to me because we're getting to this game and it had something to do with that anyway. Okay. Uh, number fourteen, Utah, beat number eighteen USC thirty-four to thirty-two. USC's playoff hopes officially over with their second loss in a row and of the season.
1: This uh furthers the sentiment that Caleb Williams isn't great against good teams.
0: Yeah, and Utah specifically, this is this is as serious of a number having that exists in sports this is on par with the yankees and the twins in the playoffs tcnj women's tennis versus the rest of the NJAC from 1982 on i looked that one up today from 1982 till now pretty much they've won like literally every single year
1: i went there for four (laughs) years and i had no idea we were even good at women's tennis i don't even think i ever met a women's tennis player because they were in the gym. That's true. They, they, were, they were training. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know we were a powerhouse women's tennis program. Dude, I
0: I could not believe it.
1: Wow. That's exciting. One of the worst football programs in the country, though. Well, Literally. We don't even win on homecoming.
0: <laughs> you know how well, hard that is? Yeah, that's some Friends Academy <laughs> level, level stuff. Um, no, dude, I, I looked it up just because I wanted to throw some kind of one of those in just to see mm-hmm. your reaction. And I was... Like, we're talking Alabama for, like, four decades. Wow. <laughs> had no idea. Okay, so, so yeah, back to not U- being yeah, Utah, to USC, distracting myself. Yes. Uh, some are saying, an emphasis on saying, no reports, that Caleb Williams might sit out. He probably shouldn't. There was a bad visual of him. I don't know if you saw it on the sideline. The last drive when Utah was marching after USC had taken the lead he was the, from what I saw, the only person sitting down. Everyone else was, like, standing up watching the defense try to make a, get a stop. Bad visual. It's a bad look. Bad optics.
1: I'm sure there's some explanation of it or... There could be a wide panel yeah. where there's
0: eight guys sitting a little further that I haven't seen.
1: Or, like, him staying focused in the event he needs to go back out there or... God, I don't know, you know, there's, there's... Wasn't
0: talking to a coach or anything, though.
1: Yeah, you're right. It's a bad look. I don't know if that leads to him sitting out, why do you think he shouldn't? Just because of how bad this look was? No, I
0: I don't think think he's, like, I don't think he's, he's honestly good enough to do that. Like, I don't think we're talking, like, Wemby not playing last year.
1: Do you think if he sits out, he won't be the first overall pick? It's entirely
0: possible, yeah. Wow, okay. I assumed he was locked in. He's as big of a lock as we've had in honestly i don't even know if he's a bigger lock than lawrence but i like guys like mcshay say he's not quite on that andrew luck peyton manning level of prospect like john elway okay
1: i just assumed he was the way everyone talks about him and just he's so talented
0: but oh yeah and and he's like he probably is the closest we've seen to mahomes which Like, if if Mahomes didn't exist, we could be talking about Caleb Williams going, like, 10th like Mahomes did. Yeah.
1: Mahomes created this archetype, essentially.
0: Yeah, 100%. 100%. Realistically, if you're a one-loss, good Power 5 team and you score 32 points at home, you totally should win the game. But their USC defense let a backup QB march down the field with under a minute left to kick a game-winning field goal. And I don't know if you saw, there was a viral tweet, uh, or not a tweet, but a quote from the U- the Utah coach Kyle Whittingham about the quarterback matchup that, that went viral after the game. No, I didn't see it. He said, uh, yeah, they have a Heisman winner at quarterback, so they're, they're going to make some plays. But we have a pig farmer at quarterback, and we're, we're real proud of him too.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I wonder if that was on the spot or if he'd been saving that one up.
0: Uh, even if he had been saving that one up i'm totally it's still cool good with it. it's yeah, still good it is uh, i i guess we have to stop being surprised when a lincoln riley usc team loses a game like this yeah we talked at length about
1: his issues defensively it's just and they're not going to be fixed this year it's something that needs like major addressing and if it's not any expectation of usc succeeding next year should be gone and it never happened
0: much. at oklahoma
1: no. So.
0: And certainly with them going to the Big Ten, it's, it's going to be more of a pressing issue. Yeah.
1: If there's no, like, there will need to be, I don't know what their recruiting class looks like, but they are they either need to have one of the best defensive classes in the country or need to bring in a new BC and overhaul that system because. And attack the transfer mar- portal. Yeah. Mar- not market. Transfer market. Soccer. Yeah. <laughs> Start buying players from other colleges. <laughs>
0: that would. Yeah, that would be the NCA must would have burned to the ground before that happened. Yeah, Dion would have tried it already. <laughs> uh, and then for Utah, uh, one they with one loss, their goal is still win the win the conference and uh, hopefully make the playoff.
1: I've been saying Utah is very sneaky, and they've been doing all this with a like you said a backup quarterback. Yeah,
0: it's- well, this, actually, yeah, the other thing this is what that was his last moments as a backup. It's right after the game he got named the starter cuz Cam Rising's out for the year. Wow, really? I didn't know that. Yeah, which I don't know what's going to happen next year. I assume if Cam Rising comes back, he's the starter again.
1: I saw your note last moment as a as a backup quarterback and in my head it was last moment as a starter because I thought Cam Rising was coming back next week. That's That's disappointing.
0: Yeah, weird time for the coach to say that. A Friday, like Saturday night after a win like this, maybe just wait till Sunday morning. Let your fans in, like enjoy their rest of their night.
1: Yeah, it's a weird, weird moment. I mean, after a massive win, drop that bomb. But multiple times I've said Utah's really good. And just wait till Cam Rising gets back. I'm, I'm pretty bummed. I was kind of invested.
0: I'm. They're still, they're still vi- like totally alive. And yeah, I know. It's just like this guy's not as good. It's not as good. But Cam Rising was a backup too. At one point,
1: yeah, that's fair. But I've seen this guy play like yeah. the whole year. He's just he's just not true. as good. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, true. <laughs> um. All
0: right. Also, uh, another game. UNC, the Tar Heels, came into this ranked number ten, and they dropped one at home to unranked Virginia, which is honestly probably the worst loss of the season. So after. This loss and Duke's loss, I'm
1: assuming, is when you texted me asking if UNC and Duke are confirmed back to basketball teams, Mm -hmm. basketball programs, sorry, basketball schools. Yeah. Sorry. Don't want to misquote you. (laughs) And I figured out why that is. It's because basketball season's about to start. So once rumblings of basketball starts, football's over for them. So Duke and UNC are only going to be good up until basically end of October from now on.
0: Until the Honolulu Classic.
1: Yeah, that's where it. That's when it's the all, Maui it Classic. It all dries think, up. Actually. Yeah, I think it is Maui Classic, but
0: that's that's my theory on it. So are you saying all home field advantage gone for both programs once that happens? Yep. Okay. Well, that's a huge shift. Yeah.
1: Something to keep an eye on.
0: So I mean, that's kind of crazy then that UNC couldn't even make it through to the end of the month, their fans could have thought they won the national championship if they if they just won like two more games.
1: There's rumblings, man. There's rumblings yeah. of basketball starting. That's they it They hear the dribbles yeah, this... approaching. Yeah. They're in <laughs> footsteps.
0: Um unc though, they they just find a way. They find a way to let one loss sorry, one win, Virginia whose only win came against an FCS program into their house in the last season with the best quarterback they've ever had. Uh, coming into this game, Virginia was averaging 18 points per game against Power 5 competition, and UNC was allowing. Any guess? Is it is it around 18? 18.4 points per game. Wow. Also against Power 5, so this was supposed to be an easy match made in heaven. UNC offense, on the other hand, came into this averaging 36 points points per game, also against Power 5. Competition, the final score of this one, 31 to 27, so a big dip in production, offensive production for UNC, and way more points than Virginia usually scores. A one-loss UNC still has a really good chance to get into the playoffs, in my mind, just because there's a really good chance that every conference has a one-loss champion. I guess the least likely is probably the SEC with Georgia, so if they win out and win the ACC, then their season is still alive, but if you're losing to Virginia like this, that's probably not going to happen.
1: Not to get off the UNC train, but it's so interesting that Georgia could be the one unbeaten team when all year we've been talking about how they're not the Georgia of old. Yep.
0: But Happened fast.
1: Yeah, it did. All the, yeah.
0: Especially without Bowers, they've still been steamrolling people.
1: Yeah, I guess that's what happens when you have all this parody, and it it feels like... There's m- more talent in college football than ever. Is that?
0: I, yeah, I agree with that.
1: I wonder why that is. I, I guess the transfer portal has something to do with it. But- I think
0: totally, yeah, because you got guys moving up from like JUCO and stuff. Yeah. Immediately.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. It, it definitely, the product of college football this year has been pretty, just amazing, for lack of a better word.
0: It has, yeah. I'm I'm pretty, I'm pretty like set in my. In my thinking that it's better than the NFL.
1: I don't know if you'll ever get me there. And by I don't know if you'll ever get me there, you'll never get
0: me there. I know. Yeah. But, I mean, you've got me to appreciate it, so. To each their own. Yeah. Uh, this is one that I will not. I, I'd rather get people liking hockey than college football just because they need the numbers more.
1: You had me and our friend Bray talking about us being well, mostly Tire. me convincing him to go as long as as long as you paid for us to go.
0: I will. I'll get tickets. <laughs> I know. I said. But I. I also heard some talk about about treason. Why? Someone was mentioning becoming an Islander fan. I thought.
1: No, I said that if the Islanders still played at Nassau Coliseum, I would be more inclined to be an Islander fan because of how close to home it is. True. But they don't.
0: I'm so, glad they don't. Then it's also Even it was like really easy for me to get there too.
1: It's also like when it we don't have like Long Island teams. Like I know the the Mets playing Queens, but it doesn't count. The Lizards. It doesn't mean a thing. I mean, <laughs> it, it's, that does not mean a thing at all. So like the Islanders have had that place in my heart a little bit because we we just don't have that. Other than what the Ducks too. Yeah. Yeah. So
0: we'd train for a minute.
1: He never even played, you told me. He did not play. Yeah, so... Never even showed up. That's disappointing. So that's the only reason. But then they moved, so... They blew
0: it. They did blow it.
1: And I have a ranger's hat that I think I I stole from Perry. Nice. Yeah, 15 years ago.
0: You can get a sweatshirt if we go.
1: On you? (laughs) No. (laughs) Yeah, they probably cost a fortune. (laughs) They probably cost a fortune. If I have
0: any... The coupons they give for paying with a chase card, then you can have those. Okay. But I don't think I do. <clears throat> uh, also, Alabama, number 11 in the country at the time of this game, beat number 17, Tennessee, 34-20 to at Bryant-Denny Stadium in Tuscaloosa.
1: So I lost money on this game. I took Alabama, but I took the under again. What was it? I don't know. I think I even bought it up to, like, 50 or something. Was it a 5 to 8 pick? Bets no i was just feeling myself oh i got a bunch of boosts i just logged into FanDuel and it just kept being like this boost this boost this boost i got like five of them so i just placed all these bets like saturday morning on college football in the nfl and i lost my my big nfl parlay last night as i, I sent it in the chat
0: yeah because of the no moster
1: yeah would have been a big hit though
0: yeah plus nine something yeah
1: with the boost? Yeah. FanDuel's been doing it up lately.
0: Um, Tennessee was rolling in the first half of this one. It was probably the best single half that I saw them play this season. Milton was playing awesome, and Bam was getting nothing on offense. And I don't know what what happened, but Nick Saban must give like the best halftime speeches of all time because this was all Crimson Tide in the second half. They kicked it off with a a bomb touchdown from Milrow. I forgot the receiver that caught it, number 17. And then Bama outscored them 27 to nothing in the second half.
1: There's no other explanation for it other than, I mean, halftime adjustments too, but I prefer the rah-rah pep rally idea.
0: Yeah, or it could just be Saban going in there, turning off the music if any was playing, which it probably wasn't and just staring at everyone for 15 minutes.
1: Like uh, in Moneyball, when Billy Bean walks into the locker room and sees Jeremy Giambi dancing after a loss and tells him to get out.
0: Yeah, yeah, something like that. Great scene. Great movie. <laughs> Nick Saban should just have a guy in the locker room that's there. It's like a staff member. It's just the kick-out guy.
1: I imagine it that Nick Saban demands all music being played on a record player. That way he can just make the record scratch for more dramatic effect. <laughs> That's how I, I think. It, I think it works better that way.
0: I a hundred percent. It works better that way. Yeah. yeah. Or a, pr- a printing press. <laughs> or yeah, wait, why? Why a printing press? <laughs> stop the presses. Okay. Like yeah. something there, just printing headlines of like, like t- vols roll over tide. Nice. It's like stop yes. the presses. But he has but Saban pre types the headlines and prints them himself. It's like, see, they're already like talking about the Mm -hmm. loss. Yeah. Except you guys gotta change
1: this or these are going out tomorrow. These are excellent motivational tactics. Some some program should hire us. A
0: hundred percent, (laughs) yeah. We could get I think we could actually get Almost any school in the country motivated to a national championship. At
1: the very least, we would lighten the mood, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sure. yeah. Cut the tension. <laughs> yeah.
0: uh, Josh Heupel, the Tennessee coach, was asked after the game if he thought the officiating was one-sided, and he went like this.
1: This is a big pause.
0: Was it this big? And then he said, does that answer your question? So he just, he just like because like, just, just, like he wanted to say like yeah the officiating was did,
1: terrible and did you feel like it was uh,
0: yeah i mean i certainly there were there were some some mi- things like misholds on touchdown drives t- i think one on a touchdown pass uh i saw a couple highlights on twitter that certainly made it look from a, a post-game analysis perspective like there were there were a lot of missed calls on alabama
1: Okay. In the moment when you were watching, did anything egregious
0: stand out to you? Um, I didn't see the missed hold on the penalty, so that probably would have been... Sorry, the missed hold on the touchdown, so that probably would have been the most obvious. But besides that, honestly, not really. Not to bring this back to the NFL, because I'm sure
1: we'll talk even about this game later, but... The missed calls in the Eagles Dolphins game were obvious. Like yeah. that f- that no face mask call late in the game was I've never egregious. seen that missed. His head like once you see that head snap like you never miss that call. Well, what else could it be? Yeah. It's so obvious. So uh, there was a lot of yeah. So that was that's why I bring it up is just for contrast. Like if there was nothing that egregious then I think a head coach blaming 27 unanswered on bad re- bad refing is weak.
0: Yeah, I agree with that find answers in your own room exactly
1: point the what is it point the thumb not the finger
0: oh i like that all right anyway florida state beat duke 38 to 20 and duke football being easy to root for is a
1: mind fuck i love duke basketball always have so they're easy to root for for me but hearing you say that is pretty insane no one if you either you either love duke or you hate them
0: that's what i meant i meant from like somebody who doesn't like exactly duke football yeah they're shockingly easy to root for duke basketball from the outside is notoriously not easy to root for which which is just what happens when you're good forever yeah it's jealousy yeah and grayson allen (laughs) yeah yeah
1: grayson allen was unlikable even by the end i didn't i couldn't even defend him anymore i do like him i do think he gets a bad rep in the nba for some shit he does that like other players do and but it's the type of thing where you don't get the benefit of the doubt anymore 100 percent. so goes both ways is he on the
0: the nuggets now Suns. oh yeah you're right wow yeah. damn
1: he's good depth for them
0: yeah uh, riley leonard tough as nails that high ankle sprain at the end of the end of the Notre Dame game was a game time decision widely assumed that he wouldn't play because that's crazy that he would play this fast and he it was visibly bothering him I couldn't imagine what he was on but to tough it out for as long as he did is is super impressive and their defense and run game are legit Duke
1: what is the, the Drake lyric? like a sprained ankle boy ain't nothing to play with yeah exactly Drake was referring to high ankle sprains in that lyric because regular ankle sprains you can play on, but a high ankle is nothing to mess around with. We saw it. Mahomes had one in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Like, you are just total a totally different player. That's why, like, now a high ankle, if you hear about that in fantasy football, that guy's going to be out, unless they, say, unless they explicitly say it's mild, that guy's out four to six weeks.
0: Yeah. Like, Saquon, it took him... What a month to come back from it!
1: Yeah, should have IR'd him, and they yeah. were like, "Oh yeah, he'll be, he could be back this week." One week after, it's like no chance he's coming <laughs> back. There's no way.
0: Yeah, they four did, to six weeks. They didn't rule Fields out until like two days before the game. It was when driving me nuts. Dude. Everybody knew he was going
1: to be out. Guy did, tried popping his thumb back into place. He's a quarterback. If he can't grip the literally, you you can't grip the ball. You can't play.
0: Toughness cannot be questioned, though. No, no. same same with Riley Leonard. Yeah, uh, Florida State, and the end out-talented, and out healthyed them. They just, the talent disparity eventually catches up in a game like that. This had been a dream season for Duke, though, before then. They had game day on campus, Duke. They beat Clemson on national television, Duke. They legit had Notre Dame on the ropes, Duke. Duke. And they went into Doke Campbell and put up a real fight against FSU in an atmosphere that overwhelms most teams. You know who did that?
1: Duke. Even though UNC blew their game, I do think Duke and UNC's football programs are trending up, even with this loss by Duke. it's Florida State's one of the best teams in the country and has been one of the best teams in the country all year. So putting up any semblance of a fight for a a Duke program with historically little football success is very impressive.
0: Yeah. And for Florida State, dreams of a national championship are right on track. With wins so far over LSU, Clemson, and Duke. So the goal remains the same: win the conference and you're in the playoffs, probably. F- FSU's got a good chance. They're a really yeah. good team. We could be chopping in, in late December. Man, what a dream that would be for
1: you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it hasn't been in that big a moment since the Braves were in the World
1: Series. I forgot that this happened, and I heard about it today, is when the Braves won the World Series, that they botched their parade. Really? And they went, they did it like, they hadn't won in so long in Atlanta that they messed up the route, and the the vans and stuff were going like 30 miles per hour. (laughs) So like half the people didn't even get to see them. Apparently it was done in like 30 minutes, their whole parade. I got to find
0: videos of that. Yeah,
1: I I I meant to look into it more, but it's hilarious.
0: I was in I was in Boston for one Red Sox World Series and I did not leave my apartment the day of the parade. I wouldn't have either. I didn't want to see anything to do with anything. I may
1: have gone home.
0: I wasn't I wasn't going to do that because it was a weekday. I would have fled the state. <laughs> that was more doable. Yeah. Than coming all the way home. That's fair. Some other teams to mention Washington, Oklahoma, Texas. And the Oregon Ducks all struggled in close wins, but prevailed. And for most of those teams, the goal is just survive and keep surviving. So that's, in the long run, fine. The most surprising was Washington winning 15-7 to because of a pick six that they had in the fourth quarter.
1: The UW powerhouse offense only putting up eight or was it seven? Did they go for two? It was,
0: it was six at the time. Yeah, we were down 7-6. That's insane. With eight minutes left in the game. Yeah.
1: That's your number one program in the country.
0: That is, yeah. But, hey, survive in advance in, yeah. in mid-October against Arizona State. All right. Also, there were some big UFC actions. We got a write-up from Producer Roo on this. I actually caught some of them because they were during the day on Saturday. Kamaru Usman and Alexander Volkanovsky both fought this weekend and both took their fights on 10 days' notice which is crazy because the camps leading up to these things are usually, like, months long. Hamzat Shemaev defeated Uzman in a number one contender fight. Dana said the winner will face Sean Strickland next for the middleweight title. Anything on this this bad boy? No, I wasn't tuned into any of this at all. All right, fair enough. And then Islam Makashev defeated Volkanovsky to defend the lightweight belt he beat him via knockout with a left kick to the head in the first round it's islam's second victory over volk who was the pound for pound number one in the world for a while which probably closes the door for a third fight between them which is a little unfortunate because this one happened on such short notice but volk handled the defeat with grace he didn't make the excuses even though like i just did they were totally there
1: if i was in his camp i probably wouldn't have advised him to take the fight
0: I, I, I probably wouldn't have either, but uh, there's probably there was probably no stopping him. Would you like to go on the NFL?
1: Yeah, for the meat. Yeah, the meat. Brought to you by fill-in-the-blank meat sponsor. Brought to you by 528
0: and Meats. Doesn't exist <laughs> yet, but... Yeah. Yet. Yet. 528. We have the meats. Mm. We have the meats. Might be an issue there. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> um. All right, so... As usual for the NFL talk, we're going to do one sto- each storyline, surprise, disappointment, and then a couple games to watch. I think it's my turn to go first. Go for it. So my storyline is Lamar Jackson is balling. He might win the MVP, and the Ravens are the second best team in the AFC.
1: I thought you were going to say in the NFL. I was about to – was raising – literally raised my eyebrows. I saw. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, no, it in the AFC. Yesterday was Lamar's best game by EPA per dropback since 2019, which was his MVP season. On the year, he's completing 71% of his passes, which is second only to Tua. This is despite having 10 drops from his weapons on the season. He's on track for 4,000 passing yards and 900 rushing yards, which has only been done once. He's done it. He's He's balled out this year against very good defenses, Uh, not like in 2019 when he won the MVP and the the first game was against the tanking for Tua Dolphins. He's played Cleveland, Detroit, and Cincinnati, and in each of those games, by defensive EPA per drive, these teams all had their worst games of the year by orders of magnitude. What changed for the Ravens? Uh, Partially the investment in wide receivers. They signed Odell Beckham Jr., and they drafted Zay Flowers in the first round. They also brought in Todd Munkin from Georgia as OC, and they've added way more RPA, RPOs than prior as opposed to traditional read options. And Then I have some more on the defense, but I don't know if there's anything you wanted to comment on about Lamar and how he's playing. So
1: initially, when I was
0: doing my prep for the episode, my
1: disappointment was going to be the Lions, and then I realized in typing up of my notes that I was talking a lot more about the Ravens, so I figured I would just save some of my thoughts for you. Alright. It felt like all year, the Ravens were a little bit scratching the surface of their potential on offense, and they were like a little bit of a sleeping giant, I would say, and... Todd Munkin seemed poised to get the most out of Lamar, even though, and he had been playing well all year, but it just seemed like he was ready to explode. And find, And even Lamar said so himself. Uh, I think during, I don't remember, did they have a buy yet? Or I
0: can't,
1: he had I'm some, sure. he had maybe some, an extended buy. Yeah, he had some presser where he said, like, we're I'm just ready die. for our, our moment to, to blow up. And this was that game, especially given how talented the Lions are and how good they've been all year. Uh, Actually, my next note is about the defense, so I'll let you go first.
0: All right, yeah, the defense is also, like, totally legitimate. Second fewest yards allowed per game in the NFL. Second best pass defense in the league. The most sacks in the NFL. The least points per game allowed. Uh, And Mike McDonald, their second-year defensive coordinator, is poised to get a head coaching job after this season. So, I honestly think the only team better than the Ravens in the AFC is Kansas City. I would probably agree, I think, at this point.
1: I've liked what I've seen from the Ravens, which is why, even though we got into the argument with the semantics, which is why the, it was so disappointing to me that they didn't beat the Steelers. It just... That felt like their opportunity for a statement game, but now, I mean, this was an even bigger one, so it all worked out. But their defense was so good i mean honestly their defense and offense were both so good in tandem the lions first three drives were three and outs by the time the lions got the ball for the fourth time it was 28 to nothing
0: (laughs) like that's game over yeah 100 percent.
1: already game over you've only had the ball four times you're out of the game it's crazy
0: that's yeah that's insane yeah
1: so wild ravens are really really good outside of the top three teams i would say in the nfl it's becoming more clear it's pretty wide open otherwise so and I I would put and I put the Ravens four but I would put the the Ravens at the top of the pretty wide open in the AFC
0: I'm almost ready to put them in the, the like already penciled into the final four
1: I'm not ready to put them there yet I'd I'd like to see them play some of the other elite AFC teams before I put them there but they're close
0: yeah I will say the, what could end up hurting them in the end is how good their division is because they're going to be playing physical, competitive games six times a year just against those teams.
1: Especially since the Steelers seem to have figured it out a little bit and at least, I mean, I it would not be surprising if the Tomlin never under 500 streak continued this year.
0: I think it's going to at this point.
1: Yeah. At a time, it seemed like it was a worry, though.
0: Yeah, 100%. Last year, too. Yeah, that's true. He just always finds a way. He's such a
1: good coach. Um is that all you got on your storyline? Yep. Alright, so mine is it's a little bit wordy, but it's basically that from now on, pretty much anything that happens in the first four weeks of a season, just throw it out. It none of it matters. It's all it's all extended preseason. You got guys like Josh Dobbs with you and me waking up and actively questioning if they're possibly the guy. It took so much effort for me to do this that I ended up giving up on it. But I was finding like his stats from the first four weeks versus the last three uh sorry, two weeks. And the difference is just so stark. Like, it's just unbelievable. Then the same thing with like Jordan Love. Teams like the Bengals start off one and three and look terrible. Teams like the Bucks start off three and one and you're like, oh, pleasant surprise. Maybe the Bucks are pretty good this year. Now the Bucks look terrible and the Bengals look good again. Now Josh Dobbs looks bad again and Jordan Love looks bad again. It's like the first four weeks really need to be taken with a grain of salt. Obviously, there are some, I don't know, there's some things to be taken from them. But for the most part, it's just extended preseason, especially the first two weeks. But now it's almost seem, seeming like it's becoming the first four weeks.
0: The biggest things now that have, have been taken from the first four weeks that seem to stay are just This guy can play pretty
1: much like you didn't know right away if like after week one, if the Puka thing was real, obviously it is. There's other, I mean, you didn't know if Josh Dobbs was real. Now it's like, okay, let's time for Kyler to come back. We've seen enough of this guy. It's all of those narratives that are like, oh, is this happening? Is this not happening? The less likely ones are now fizzling out and it's like, okay, these guys are who we thought they were and small sample size be damned we were just leaning into it because that's what you do even like the giants are starting to look more like how they were supposed to like bears too the bears too like they weren't supposed to be this awful albat- albatross yeah yeah mm-hmm. 100% okay is what what is an albatross oh no that's 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 that song or is that albatross? i'd be surprised if there's one is albat- albatross no, it's like I'm an albatross.
0: Something that causes great problems.
1: Okay, sure. That's what the <clears throat> Bears and the Giants weren't supposed to be. They were supposed to be pretty competitive this year, and now they're at least rounding into form somewhat into more middle of the pack teams, which is, I guess, it's all right. But whatever. So welcome to the NFL season.
0: Let me tell you, I'm really glad that Jordan Love ended up being bad. He I, looked awful. Yeah. He looked really bad. Against. Against what is yeah. one of the worst defenses. If they ever. can't
1: if he can't look good against the Broncos, I don't know if he can ever look good.
0: Big big win for me. Yeah. Much needed. But see that's the thing. He
1: genuinely looked like convincing that he he was a starting caliber quarterback those first four weeks. I never yeah. said I never really raised his ceiling that much. I no. never said he was gonna be that good. All I said was he, could he looks like a starter. He doesn't anymore. I, I mean He's so inexperienced still that I'm not saying he's trash, but he looks trash.
0: Well, all right, let me ask you something. So, in in one four plays of football, people thought Zach Wilson might have learned enough from Aaron Rodgers to be a good quarterback. How come nobody how come everybody selectively ignored the fact that with three years torn from Aaron Rodgers, nobody was like Nobody was saying Jordan Love was ready to take the league by storm. Jets fans are delusional. Okay. That that is that's the reason? I no, I don't know.
1: Zach Wilson looked so awful. That you had to really, like, not just Jet, Jets fans, but you had to really delude yourself to think that he had, was, like, good. That he could be a good quarterback all of a
0: sudden. I know we talk about him a lot, but sometimes it feels like we're actually taking loony pills and we're the only ones It that does. Are, like,
1: like, we're in the matrix and, like, we took the, the pills to wake up and no one else has. Like, I, I don't know. I had to say it in the other in our chat the other day. Like, dude, you're out of your mind if you think he's actually good now. He's... He's not actively bad. That's the difference. That doesn't make him good, though. Yeah. It's like people like, oh, Tyrod Taylor play- is, is a good NFL quarterback. Like, no, he's a good backup.
0: They're saying good.
1: Yeah. Like, they have, they played good games and they're competent. It doesn't make you good. It's a difference. Yeah. Well, you know what my surprise is? I don't. It's Tyson Bajan. Oh, I do actually. All right, has you, to be g- get into your spiel. I got, <laughs> I got something for you.
0: All right, all right, okay, so he's the first Bears quarterback to in his first NFL start since 2004. He played like you said last week at D- Division II Shepherd University. No relation to Shay. Uh, spelled different. He's the NCAA all-time all division career passing touchdown leader with 159. You mentioned that also last week. A 43-10 record as a starter with 17,000 passing yards. His father is Tyson Bajent, a CrossFit gym owner. So is he, what's, is? are they both Tyson Bajent? Travis, His oh, father's okay. Travis Bajent, my bad. Uh, his father nicknamed the Beast because he is a 28-time arm wrestling
1: world champion. He's, like, the best lefty arm wrestling champion there is, apparently.
0: And has won titles with both arms. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Which Good is which is pure dominance. That's,
1: that's like, unheard of, I think.
0: Generational kind of talent. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> the Bears were missing Khalil Herbert, Roshan Johnson, and Nate Davis. But Bajan completed 72% of his pass attempts for 162 yards and one touchdown while averaging an... Uh, a small (laughs) 5.2, 5.6 yards per attempt kept plays alive with his feet, three rushes for 24 yards, including one on third and long that kept a touchdown drive alive. He had no turnovers, which is probably the biggest thing. And the bears were eight of 13 on third down with him, which is a 61.5 conversion rate on the season before the game they were averaging 40.5% of their third down conversions, 32 of 79, and Justin Fields confirmed still the starting quarterback. He is like the total
1: opposite of Justin Fields. Like, the absolute opposite. Unheralded prospect from a tiny program, not physically gifted. I mean, he's not like a bad athlete, but he's not physically gifted in any real way. His arm isn't super strong to the point where they literally pulled him out for the Hail Mary throw and he gets the ball out early and on time. The total opposite of Justin Fields. Yeah. But my fun little spiel for you that I got is some of the teams that he beat before the Raiders. <laughs> okay, I'm pumped. Okay, so he beat <laughs> Cutstown, Kutztown, Oh, Shippen- KUTZ.
0: Yeah, I have heard of them actually. Shippensburg. Ne- definitely never heard of them. Lock Haven. Mm, no, haven't heard. Who they beat?
1: Seventy-two to seven. Wow. Millersville. <laughs> West Space Chester. So not West Chester, It's West Chester. West Chester. Okay. Yes. Bloomsburg. Okay.
0: Indiana never heard
1: of, of Pennsylvania.
0: <laughs> Is that IUPUI? It just says IUP. <clears throat> I, so I don't I think it is IUPUI. Indiana University, Pennsylvania University, Indianapolis. I don't think so that's that must it. be. This
1: is just Indiana, Pennsylvania. PA. Then <laughs> slippery rock. <laughs> that can't be real. That's real. <laughs> they beat them thirty-seven to twenty-seven, and then they got blown out in the championship to Colorado School of Mines.
0: No way. Yeah. Are they oh, the Miners?
1: No. no, they're the Ore Miners.
0: That's better. I'll but allow it a thousand in... times out of a thousand.
1: But they play in Golden, Colorado, so they could have been the Gold Diggers. <laughs> that would have <laughs> been Do pretty... you want to be the Gold Diggers? Could have just ran out every game to Kanye West. The or... yeah, I mean, Gold mine. Miners would have been better. Gold Miners, yeah. Than Ore Miners. Ore
0: diggers? They might be the ore diggers. Ore diggers is way cooler. I think they're the ore diggers. Aren't ore diggers technically gold miners, though, anyway? (laughs) Yeah, that's fair. (laughs) Because they're digging for ore. They're mining for ores of gold, but they just tell you they're digging for ore? I guess so, yeah. Yeah, they're the ore ore diggers. And their mascot is Marvin the Miner and Blaster the Burrow. Marvin the Miner is the ore digger's mascot? See, that's not okay. That's what I'm saying. He should be Dan the Digger. Yeah, or <laughs> or uh, they should be the Miners. Or just the Miners, either way, <laughs> yeah. Then he
1: could be Marvin the Miner, and that makes sense. But, yeah, just thought that was hilarious. So he's beaten all those, except for whatever, Colorado School of the Miners, he beat all of those other mi- minor league teams and then the Raiders. <laughs> no pun intended. Yeah, no. A pun kind of intended. The minor league. Yeah, pun kind of intended. Uh, and then the Las Vegas Raiders.
0: Yeah, true.
1: Yeah, couldn't even beat Colorado School of Minors. What is the name of that school? What did I say? The,
0: I think Minors, yeah. Yeah,
1: Colorado no, School of Mines. Gotcha, okay. Yeah, yeah that's all I got. I, I told you, man, the guy, he looked – Like a deer in headlights first play last not last game, two games ago when he first came in. He threw one of those like stripped from behind kind of throws, immediate touchdown. Tough way to make your debut. Can't get
0: any worse than that though. No.
1: And then he kinda picked it up and he started completing some passes. I was like, This guy's not horrible. And he wasn't horrible. It's pretty good.
0: Yeah. Uh, one of my buddies texted me the day of the game, he's like, Should I pick the Raiders in my Survivor Pool? And I was like, they probably should beat the Bears, but it's up to you if you trust the Josh McDaniels coached outfit. So he's probably gonna get fired after this year.
1: Yeah, that's on you if you're if you're relying on Josh McDaniels. You should almost never bet on them. I agree. Unless you're betting I mean. on them to lose.
0: It's the Bears' first home win in I think eleven games.
1: Did you bet them? No. Well win's a win?
0: Yeah, a win's a win.
1: Yeah. Um, my surprise is actually A bad surprise. Okay. I feel like we usually go with good surprises. But mine is Jameson Williams being such a non-factor just overall. Last year, he got treated with kid gloves because he was coming off a torn ACL and only came back week 13. So, like, fine, whatever. You can explain it away. This year, suspended for six games, which ultimately turned into four games. Since he's come back, he's yet to play over 50% of the offensive snaps. Marvin Jones Jr. was away from the team this week, and you everyone thought that he would step into that role and get like way more snaps. But instead, he got only 33, which was the same amount as this year's seventh-round rookie Antoine Green, and only six more than Khalif Raymond. It's just like, when are you gonna give this kid a chance? And he dropped a 47-yard garbage-time touchdown late in the fourth quarter, which would have helped pad his stats. But aside from his few the deep shot two games ago and this missed deep shot now it's like i'm not gonna start throwing around the b word because it's too soon for that and it's a very very small sample size but for a guy that they took 12th overall the lions seem to have like zero interest in giving him a real chance
0: there's a striking connection between the Lions taking alabama guys 12th overall and not really it's working too hard to get them involved in the game plan, I guess.
1: It's just like imagine the Lions took actual contributors with these picks. Like these are high picks. You could get like legitimate day one contributors. You knew you were getting did they no, they already signed David Montgomery at this time. Like you didn't need to take Jameer Gibbs. They already knew they had a number one receiver in Amon ra Like he was awesome already at this time. You didn't need to take Jameson Williams. You could have taken real pieces and it's Like, the Lions are obviously really good. Like, aside from this last game, like, they're a good team, and they're going to be a playoff team, and that's cool. But if you get – you could get two really important players at 12 and after even, and they just – they went for, like, surplus players. It's weird. I don't know why they're
0: doing that. They went for the kind of guys the Chiefs would pick.
1: Yeah, exactly, and the Chiefs would be picking 30th or 32nd, you know? Like, it it makes sense then like to pick, take a flyer on a guy like that.
0: Like Clyde Edwards-Alaire at the end of the second, first round, yeah. something like that.
1: Like, you take the talent because also, well, also because the Chiefs kind of needed a running back. The Lions didn't need a running back True. or a receiver. And they had DeAndre Swift, who looks awesome. They could have just kept him.
0: Yeah, for, for cheap. He was already signed.
1: Yeah, so you'd have the same... Skill set, who also DeAndre Swift had one of the most disgusting jukes I've ever seen last night. It was for, like, a eight-yard game, but it was
0: gross. He just left the guy. I think I saw the one yeah. you're talking about. He like,
1: cut left, and just the guy went. It was almost like a basketball crossover. It was, like, that gross. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that guy was making gross cuts. They could have had him and David Montgomery. He's looked awesome all year. And another contributor. Like, yes, you can excuse – they're drafting because of their the success they're having and like how talented their roster is but they have other holes that they could have done a much better job of addressing
0: they could have gotten someone like christian gonzalez who went later yeah uh even like jackson smith and jig are one of the one of the other receivers yeah because like you said they didn't know about the status of jameson williams Mm -hmm. uh could have gone like with a d-back forbes deontay banks
1: yeah there's like a lot of talent on the board that they could have gone with it's just it's weird to keep doing this. That's all. It's just a weird thing. But I, he's been... He's my surprise because I held on to him all year in one fantasy league. Just And he was taking up a roster spot. You can't put suspended guys on the IR. And I held on to him all year just because I thought... You've seen Josh Reynolds have some big games this year as the number two with Amon Rodgers. Because the Lions offense has been so high-powered. You would think a guy with first-round pedigree... Could step into that offense and add a whole new dynamic to it, and just be a weapon, a game breaker right away. And he hasn't shown, like, I don't know what this guy does better right now than Jalen Hyatt.
0: He hasn't shown that he'll be—he's guaranteed to be around for much longer. Yeah, which is crazy. All right, so my disappointment for this week—it's the Buffalo Bills, and I want to let you know. This is the last time I'll be putting them on the disappointment list because they are not a good football team.
1: Not even a good football team? No. Okay. They're an
0: above-average football team. They're an average football team with a really good quarterback. And I know part of that is due to injury. Obviously, they're missing guys like – like well, no, they're not missing Von Miller anymore, but he's still coming back from his season-ending injury last year. Trey White out for the year. Matt Milano out for the year. Dequan Jones out, I think. Yeah, definitely for the year. Oliver out for last game, but they might not even make the playoffs. Like, let's let's say they don't win the division. Assuming a 10-win team is enough to make the AFC playoffs as a wild card, they would need to go 6-4 and the rest of the season. And to me, this does not scream a team that can win 6 out of their next 10 games the way they're playing now. I've always thought, except for when they
1: had me drinking the Kool-Aid, that the Bills were a flawed team. Injuries have ravaged their defense. It was once pretty much, I mean, no, not pretty much, a strength of their team. Now it's become a major weakness, it seems. I mean, they let the Patriots put up 29. Patriots have been awful all year.
0: Mac, who hadn't made a, a fourth-quarter comeback in, like, three years. And he looked <laughs> really good, actually. This could
1: actually be a turning point for the Patriots. They, yeah, they they, actually, they looked functional, which was a lot for them. They've got... They don't have the hardest schedule. They've got some winnable games on here. They uh, I don't know. You're right. Six wins could be tough here. Yeah. They I think I think they're better than the Broncos, or sorry, the Bucks who they play on Thursday. I agree. They play the Broncos as well, so that I think they win that game.
0: But like even bet being better than the Bucks, yes, I agree with you, but it's on a short week, so who knows what could happen.
1: That uh, yeah, you're right. Thursdays are always <coughs> weird, but I I still think they win that game. But you're right, it's possible. I'd still put them over the Jets. <sighs> I probably would pick them over the Pats in the next one, but other than that, the teams they played, I think the Chargers are just as good as them. I think the the Cowboys are probably better than them. The Eagles are better than them. The Bengals will be a close game. Like they're,
0: it's far from a lock that they're going to make the playoffs. Is all I'm saying. No,
1: I'm I agree. I, them winning six of those ten games, like they played a lot of really good teams.
0: Yeah. Uh, And yesterday, the Pats came into the game averaging 12 points per game on offense, and they had scored on 18% of their drives. Josh Allen threw an interception on the very first pass attempt of the game on a sail route. He forced it. Jabril Jabril Peppers made a great play starting on Dawson Knox, then dropping back when he recognized the route they were running because he said that they had been torched on it last year. Uh, The interception helped give New England an early 10-0 lead. So some of the problems with the Bills, they can't tackle. That was none more evident than on the last drive of the game when Ramondre Stevenson broke multiple tackles on a catch-and-run to set up the eventual game-winning field goal. The Bills have also scored 10 points total in their last three first halves. They had scored a touchdown in the first half yesterday, but it was called back because of a Latavius Murray pass interference which is just a poorly coached thing to happen. That doesn't happen to a team that's functioning well, playing well, and coached well. Aside from the drop that he had, Dawson Knox and Gabe Davis were basically invisible. Two catches for 16 yards, and that's supposed to be your number two wide receiver, and right now you're starting tight end. The pass rush was exposed by short passes. They came into the game number one in sack percentage, and they only took down Mac Jones once, And the kicker missed a couple kicks, which just adds insult to injury.
1: I probably should have interrupted you, because now I'm going a little bit further back. That's fine. For the Ramondre tackle-breaking play that you mentioned, on the year, typically, generally speaking, Ramondre in his career has been a tackle-breaking machine, but on the year, he's been, like, his metrics, his tackle-breaking metrics have been awful. It's been, like, the total opposite of who he's been his career, which is why it's, like, why he's been so awful and why it's been so surprising that, like, Zeke is at all eating into his carries because he's, like, Vermandre's just been a totally different guy. So him breaking up multiple tackles on one play is shocking, basically, given where he's been all year. It's just not who he typically is. Um, Otherwise, I never thought that they were, uh, again, except for after that Dolphins game, but I always thought that they had flaws. The last time I felt really good about them was that playoff game against the Chiefs. Ever since then, they've just... they have had waiting for them to hit a higher gear. Yeah. Well, the name brand has carried them and given them... It's been e- very easy to excuse their losses because of who we've established in our, our heads who they are.
0: Because we've seen them at their best.
1: Yes, but they're not that. And especially... I think they had a chance prior to all these injuries. They lost, like, like a lot of their best defensive players. Like, that is that is hard to overcome.
0: It's three all pros. Yeah.
1: There is some excuse there. But bad team or not Josh Allen throwing a pick on the first play of the game, you're a star quarterback. You're not just a star. You're a superstar quarterback. Like, you're expected to be better than that against an in-division opponent. It's, you're putting yourself in a hole right away. No matter how good you are. It's why I have maintained that I I would rather start a team with Joe Burrow than Josh Allen, even with his struggles this year, which I think stem almost entirely from his injuries. Like I just think I'd rather the guy who doesn't make silly mistakes like that all the time. Like Josh Allen, he does his hero ball thing. He it, like we talked last week the Madden interceptions of just like I'm gonna make this work because I'm too good. He's got like a little bit too much Brett Favre in him.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. It's it's very hard to argue that Burrow's not uh, a more stable pick. It's impossible to argue that. Yeah.
1: I think this is a, a difference of scale for good and above average. I think we're probably pretty in line. It's just I don't want to take them. Like, who else would you have in a – who's a good team that – like, are the, the Lions are a good team or are the Lions a very good team?
0: Very good team.
1: Okay, so who's a good team? Like, a tier above the Bills in your eyes, just so I can... Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh?
0: I don't know what to say. They win win games that they're not supposed to. Okay. The Bills lose games they're not supposed to. So you would put
1: Pittsburgh over the Bills?
0: I don't know. It feels wrong. It does feel wrong. Swap the quarterbacks and... Swap the quarterbacks and the Steelers are a very good team. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, everything besides Josh Allen the Steelers, including coaching, are a better team.
1: That's fair, but Josh Allen is an elevator.
0: No, 100%. That's tough. That's tough. I think the Bills are a bad team without with with Josh Allen. Without Josh say. Allen. With, bad team that has Josh Allen is what I meant by okay. saying with Josh Allen.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's close. Yeah. yeah. Close one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. I mean, I don't,
1: I don't agree with the Steelers
0: one. I'm not sure I do either, but... You know, I'm going to stick with it though. I'm gonna okay. stick with it. All right. Um, I think the Steelers could easily beat the Bills based off what I've seen the last couple of weeks. I'd like to see it.
1: I wish we could see it. Maybe Me too. we do a No, wouldn't work. I was going to say we could do a Madden sim. I don't trust yeah, I don't I trust wouldn't. EA for anything yeah. useful. Yeah, no. That's <clears throat> you Got anything else? I don't. All right. So my disappointment is a big one. It's something it's actually bordering on ruining my whole week. Nice. It's it's Bijan Robinson. Totally unacceptable. Absolute fantasy nightmare. No injury designation whatsoever going into the game, and the guy felt Arthur Smith held him out because he felt a little off. Three total yards. Three total yards. He played like eight snaps and got one touch. Three total yards. He was the fourth, fourth in points uh, for Falcons running backs yesterday. Huh. So, like I'm gonna lose a game to the worst team in our fantasy league. Because of Bijan giving me 0.3. It's really, every time I think about it, really pissing me off. And I'm glad the NFL's investigating it, and I hope they take a freaking draft pick away from the Falcons. I'm so mad about it.
0: Yeah, that's the other thing, is that it's actually being looked into.
1: And, and it should be. It's unbelievable. It's like shaving points. I cannot fathom how that is acceptable in today's day and age. That never happens anymore.
0: No, there's a reason that you're required to report the injuries. It's for Vegas. It's yes,
1: 100%. And I, I saw, I don't know if, if FanDuel did, but I know. I think I saw DraftKings voided all their bets, the Bijan bets and the Deshaun Watson bets. Good guy moves out of them, or whatever books did it. Good guy moves. But Bijan sitting out because he had a boo boo is totally unacceptable,
0: <laughs> right? Is that are we, do we know that's what happened? He said he felt a little off
1: and he had a headache. That's what he, he said. That he right, said so, he I mean, he, he said talking. he had a headache from last night and then again in the morning. And Arthur Smith said he felt a little off, so he held him out.
0: So I, then, I don't remember that ever happening at Texas.
1: So then, sit his ass down, though. Why even dress him and play him for six snaps?
0: Yeah, no, it's it's weird. It's so strange. It makes no sense. If it was like a migraine or something, there's no way he would have been out there.
1: Exactly. So so if it's a if it's a really bad, and also if it was really that bad, he wouldn't be giving post game press conference interviews and seeming fine. True. It's totally it's bizarre, and I'm. I'm upset about it honestly. I'm going between for the what is it? The seven stages of grief? Six stages of grief? I'm going through all of them. Five. <laughs> However many stages there are, I've gone through them and I'm mostly just going back and forth between anger and sadness.
0: <laughs> are you now out on Arthur Smith? I've been out on Arthur Smith. But like enemies out.
1: Bored maybe. I might Yeah, I might be the only reason I'm not is cuz I've never had Kyle Pitts. If yeah. I had Kyle Pitts, I would be. And he's almost.
0: Long, long ago, enemies. He's
1: almost there because I traded away Drake London in two leagues, who's been really good. good. Yeah. He was horrible. Horrible when I had him.
0: Maybe this is all personal. It might be.
1: That's how it feels. It it feels like Arthur Smith, with his bank account and his doing the NFL coaching thing as a hobby for funsies, like he's just tormenting fantasy owners. Like, <laughs> you know what? Oh, you guys think Kyle Pitts had a good rookie year? I'm going to ruin his whole career. You guys are going to keep getting him, and then every once in a while I'll give you a bone. I'll throw you a bone. He'll have a big game, and then I'm going to take it away. That's how how Arthur Smith
0: feels. And I'm going to give him Desmond Ritter.
1: Yeah, he's a little kid. I don't remember what movie I'm referencing, but he's a little kid holding the magnifying glass, killing all the ants with the sun. That's Arthur Smith. We're all the ants. He's just tormenting us with the magnifying glass.
0: (laughs) We should get a shirt made of that. We should. I'd wear the hell out of it. I think Kyle Pitts would, too. He might. Do you have any games for next week that you're looking forward to? That I'm looking
1: forward to would probably be Bengals Niners. That I think other people might be looking forward to is Jets Giants. Ooh,
0: forgot about that.
1: Yeah, that's, I'm not really looking forward to that. I'm also not really looking forward to watching it with our Jets fan friends, to be honest with you.
0: Why, just in case things go awry?
1: I'm going to be unhappy the whole time. And if their Giants are winning, I'm going to be uneasy the whole time. That's kind of how it goes. I'm never going to be – and I just – even if they're not annoying, right, which is fine, if they're beating us. Like, I was pretty annoying after the the butt fumble. I was pretty annoying then. And after the Victor Cruz – like ninety-yard touchdown that I think effectively ended the Jets season. I was kind of annoying then, but even if they're not trying to be annoying, there's going to be a lot of like I can tell they're trying to not be annoying. Like, oh well, hey, maybe the Giants get a good draft pick kind of deal. Like, it's going to be like what's the word? I'm looking, condescending almost. Yeah. It's totally. gonna ju- so it's even they're going to be unintentionally pissing me off. And it's I'm not so I'm looking forward to it because I get to hang out with my friends and watch the game but i just know i'm gonna be mostly unhappy
0: so i i'm gonna if if i'm invited oh
1: you're invited but you're gonna be annoying too
0: i i'll probably well i'm gonna actually try to stay quiet and i just looked up on amazon if i can make this dream a reality but it's too expensive so i won't i was trying to find just the the oh what's his face the actor. Rob Lowe? Yeah. With I was the trying to find a Rob hat? Lowe NFL hat on Amazon, but yeah. I couldn't find it for less than $34. Rob
1: Lowe, just a fan of the NFL. I was going to show up in that. Yeah. That's a <laughs> hilarious. That's one of. It was actually my buddy in college. I think he had it as his background on his phone. Dude. It was so funny.
0: Just in the stands with, with an, an NFL, NFL hat.
1: <laughs> I, how hard it is to get your hands on one of those? It like, costs
0: at least $34. So
1: like, why? I didn't even know they made them. That's they basically
0: don't. Is. This yeah. one isn't even the one he had.
1: It's probably not even officially NFL licensed.
0: <laughs> um, one of the games that I have to note is Eagles at Commanders. The Commanders actually play pretty well against the Eagles. They ended their win streak to start last season. The Eagles are coming off a dominant primetime win, uh, which is co- which is also itself coming off an inexcusable home home, no, road loss, but to the Jets. Which is all coming off a slow start to the season. They played their best game yesterday, and it looks like their new coordinators on both sides are starting to gel, and things are the ships being right rightened. But it's something to look out for to see how they how they show up to this one. Is AJ Brown a top three wide receiver? It, it, it's like it kind of interchangeable a little bit, but yeah. It's like
1: Tyreek, Cup, Brown, Chase, J. Jeff, top five. Yeah, I, and yeah. it's – depending on Diggs is
0: like kind of up there sometimes
1: i think i'd put Diggs lower than those five though
0: i probably would too but on his day
1: capable of top five performances but on the whole i would put him less than
0: i think i i think i would too
1: like he used to be like Devonte adams but i mean honestly he still might be just with i we haven't seen him with a good quarterback in a little bit
0: yeah true but yeah that's a good one tyreek's like on another level though Oh, yeah. one, like, Ty- Tyreek, they were talking about it on the Bill Simmons podcast in terms of like, holy shit, this guy's incredible rankings. It's like it was like Jerry Rice, Randy Moss, and then Tyreek. He's just like a physical phenomenon. He looks like he's gonna score every play. He should have had
1: a big touchdown yesterday. It was actually a game-changing play.
0: The fumble thing, yeah, yeah, you know, Not I, fumble, the, the drop, weird bobble, weird drop.
1: weird drop, yeah, you know, and like. You don't want to say he lost in the game. It did change the game, though. Like, if he catches that and turns that into a touchdown, it changes the whole complexion of the game. Totally. Uh, I had one more game here just because it's, like, a battle of awful teams. Vikings-Packers. going to be kind of funny.
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm glad that both those teams are – the Brett Favre Bowl is between terrible teams this year. Wow. I never thought of that, to call it that. That's really funny. Thank you. Uh, I, I have also, in my second game, one terrible team – but it's Chiefs at Broncos, just because Patrick Mahomes has never lost to the Broncos. So I'm going to be rooting for that to continue for as long as possible, <laughs>
1: forever, for like, his yeah, whole career for
0: 40. You know, I uh, have a weird.
1: The Broncos have been are such a weird team. They're such a they're such a strange team.
0: Well, that's the other side is they're they're like teetering on an inflection point where they might just blow this whole thing up. They've been like quiet quitting. Yeah, hundred percent. You know, We're just releasing guys, trying yeah. to trade
1: people. They played the the Chiefs okay last time though, so nineteen to eight. Yeah, now that, was, that was a terrible game. Awful, well, truly awful. But it'll be interesting. Like you know, the like Washington plays the Eagles well. Like maybe the Broncos just play the Chiefs well this year. Maybe. So it may not be a blowout.
0: That's, I just want the winning streak to keep going. Yeah, yeah.
1: Me too. You want to go into awards? Yeah, let's do it. I'll start it off because you started off on the others. Yeah. All right. So
0: my first one is this math ain't mathing award. Okay. So this is something that I want to say is like just not adding up, but it's it's obviously got to be a little more than that. It's. It is. It
1: is a little bit more than that.
0: This one is probably the one
1: that I said was uh. My scale of one to ten is what did I say seven.
0: Yeah,
1: oh, yeah, it's probably the seven.
0: Okay, is this?
1: That's do with numbers. Also, that's where the math comes in. High numbers. I don't know. It's Deshaun Watson. Oh. And, but it's not just his contract. It's what happened in yesterday's game, that he threw five passes. One was an interception. Another one should have been an interception that was overturned or could have been an interception. Then he gets pulled out because they thought he had a concussion. Then he clears concussion protocol. Then they don't put him back in, and they leave in P.J. Walker. And after the game, it's because they were trying to protect him because his shoulder isn't healthy enough to play. But then why did he practice and play? (laughs) And why is he so bad? So not only is that story not adding up, that he was effectively benched. But also, the biggest investment in a player in NFL history is not paying off. So, his play isn't adding up to his contract. So, there's a there was double entendre a little bit.
0: I have no reservations about saying that I, I am rooting against Deshaun Watson. So, I'm enjoying the fact that he's been terrible.
1: I am rooting against him because he's pretty much confirmed bad guy yeah but i have a weird soft spot for the browns i think because they're
0: from your city
1: the land yeah i have been there therefore it is my city (laughs) very nice city actually big fan of the land would go back can't stop talking about it (laughs) would recommend to a friend (laughs) haven't stopped raving about it ever since um but I do have a soft spot for them because they've been so so awful for a while. So I kind of root for the underdog teams to come back and and win a little bit sometimes. And their defense is so good. Miles Garrett probably going to win Depoy. I think so. Deservedly so. He's been unbelievable. Yeah, uh, took over that game. Which also though, I, I not to go. I don't want to. I really don't want to go down this too far. But. The Browns defense shuts down all these r- amazing offenses, and then they give up 38 points to the Colts with Gardner Minshew. It's Minshew Mania. What the hell is that about? There's literally no explanation for that.
0: That was that game was was drunk from. He had kick-off. four
1: turnovers. Yeah, and they still put up 38 points. I saw Jonathan Taylor and Zach Moss both had 18 carries. What a weird game.
0: Yeah, that that plays out like that once in a thousand tries yeah
1: such a strange game um but yeah that i yeah like i said i really didn't that was not the point of uh of anything
0: i like the award though yeah um all right so mine my first award is the zach wilson pro day throw video award so this is Uh, do you you remember this yeah
1: it was one throw rolling to his left yeah
0: throw deep to the right an
1: excellent throw, but it created an insane amount of hype. So it's one play that's created an insane amount of hype for a player. Is it? No. It hits close to home. It's for the you Odell catch. No, no. Oh, okay, no, 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 no. okay. I thought I thought you were going deep. No. Okay. Hits close to home. Okay. Ah. Uh, hits close to
0: home. I think hits close to home. It's, it's not a Giants thing though. Okay, one play that hits close to home. Not it is a football,
1: thing, but it is football. What is it? I
0: it's that video of Calvin Ridley making a quick cut in Jags practice. Man, did he
1: look good? <laughs> <laughs> he looked so good, and then he reaffirmed my faith in him. Week one, he looked amazing. Also, I didn't get him in a single league. Oh, you didn't? No. Oh, cool. All That's right. why so it I doesn't hit that close. The... No, I was
0: wrong on the kick close to home thing. Then. I had all but the know... hype about him. Yeah, I know. I knew you and Rue did. Rue got him in every league.
1: I wanted him in every league. Didn't get him in a single one. <laughs> all right, so you, you
0: avoided stepping on a school of minds. Yeah. Do you, what Do you have one fantasy point? One catch this week? I think so, yeah. Yeah. But that one video of him making a lightning-fast cut led to all this hype and everyone drafting him in the third round of their fantasy
1: leagues. It was literally that one cut. He looked so explosive. It was Fast Man Alive. Yeah. Him and Tyreek Hill yep. and Jalen Hyatt. Three one, Fastest two, Men Alive. With Bolt up there. Yeah. As uh, it it hit close to home based on my anointing him the sleeper pick of the season, but I I didn't end up getting him. So, yeah, I still think he's prob probably a decent buy low in fantasy though. Could probably get him for like nothing
0: in dynasty. I agree too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, anything else? Well, it's you got your second award.
1: No, I'm in on your award. No. Okay. So this is the one, bad name, but you'll like the award. So it's the Oh Brother This Guy Stinks Award.
0: (laughs) Is this going to Jordan Love? No, 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 no.
1: You'll enjoy talking about it. You (laughs) won't enjoy, it's not a, a Packers thing. Okay.
0: Oh, boy. This guy stinks. Is this going to... Lincoln Riley?
1: Right idea. It's a coach. Just lost a game to your favorite team. Oh, it's Josh McDaniels. It is Josh yeah.
0: McDaniels. God, man, that guy is can't do anything right. He's actually somehow worse as a coach than he was for the Broncos. Yeah, he's... After a decade in New England in between.
1: Raiders fans are begging for this guy to be fired. He is awful. By he, all
0: accounts, seems like an, a, an asshole, too.
1: Even the decision to start Brian Hoyer was questionable. The guy, what is he, 0 for his last 14 starts? Something like,
0: something like that, yeah. It's, like,
1: it's proven track record of being bad. Yeah. I get keeping him on your roster. I do. Fine. he's a He's got experience. That's all you can say for him.
0: It is. It's literally all you can say for
1: him. But I will say Michael Mayer seems like a good tight end. I think he's going to be good.
0: I think he'll be the, he'll be the guy.
1: I think I think he's going to be good. He's they've been ramping him up over uh now he's playing over Austin Hooper and he's getting like 100% of the snaps. If you're looking for tight end help in fantasy sleeper.
0: I even think DeVonte is going to be better in fantasy going forward. Well,
1: when Jimmy G's back, anything's better than Hoyer, but Yeah. Yeah. This guy stinks though. <laughs> they got to fire him immediately.
0: I'm sure if they have the funds to, I'm sure they will right after the season.
1: Is that like what? Is he broke, Mark Davis? I think
0: I I, th- I don't really know any anymore. But I, at one time, I think like all of his net worth was in the Raiders. Okay, because so that- cash, not super wealthy. But but now that they're in Vegas, that could totally not be the case anymore. Okay,
1: but that was the second time today I've heard that they don't have the money to fire him. So I I that I had to ask.
0: That was more of a Gruden thing, I think. Anyway. Okay. Uh, my second award is the Lucas Graham Award good artist had a few
1: really good songs seven years
0: that's the key to this puzzle seven
1: years okay seven years
0: good song seven years you've actually guessed this award already you just don't know it
1: I guessed it tonight Yes. I don't even remember what I
0: guessed it wasn't a guess though it was a statement
1: was it in the awards section? Yeah. Oh,
0: my goodness.
1: I'm going to be so mad when I don't get it now. I have no idea. What is it? The last
0: time that Brian Hoyer oh, won what a game was no. 2016 as the Bears backup. Damn. <laughs> that is a good one. <laughs> Damn it. I sh- yeah, I wasn't getting that. I tried my hardest to keep a straight face when you were mentioning How Hoyer long before. it's been? You yeah. did a good job. Good poker. Tried face. to pretend like I didn't know exactly when the last time he won a game was. You played it off well. Do you know how many games it's been though? I don't. Okay. Well. Good award. Thank you. And I do have one more that I Oh yeah, your bonus award? Yeah, I got a bonus award because I I just wanted to talk about this at some point. Mm-hmm. I have an excuse to talk about it. Okay. So this one is the Announcer NIL award. And you probably wouldn't get it if you didn't. S- lists, have the sound on for, for this game on Sat Saturday. I didn't have the sound on for this game okay. on Saturday. So, this one is going to Gus Johnson okay? because he decided to make up a new nickname and every single time that Marvin Harrison Jr. caught a pass Maserati Marv to the point where it had people speculating whether Gus Johnson was being paid by Maserati to to like to just keep saying this nickname could have been and like it was was trending on twitter and like all different kinds of memes like you know the one where it's like someone's screenshot of their text messages like anxiety you're not good enough like depression you're gonna fail and the last one is just gus johnson (laughs) maserati morph
1: that's funny so shout out gus yeah I think, I'd, again, I got to start keeping track of what I say on the pod and what I say to you off record. But I said 90% of Adam's thoughts are filtered through Gus Johnson's voice. <laughs> it's it's kind of true, yeah. Um, you ready to move on to the bold prediction of the year?
0: <clears throat> of the week.
1: Thank you. I didn't miss it that time. No, that was important. If you had, I would have never set you up again. Which also, before we get on to that, As it stands, Niners-0, Vikings-10.
0: What, second quarter? Uh, Second quarter's about to end. Oh, wow.
1: Yeah. Very bad for my fantasy chances. Moving on. Your your bold prediction.
0: My bold prediction of the year, of the week, is that this is going to be the last game that Brandon Staley coaches for the San Diego Los (laughs) Angeles. This upcoming Yes, against, against the Bears. Against the Bears on Sunday Night Football.
1: You think the Bears are
0: going to upset them? Uh, not necessarily, but I think this is it's it's going to be a disapp- another disappointing performance from the Chargers. I mean, Brandon Staley should have been out of a job eight months ago. Hundred percent. So this is he
1: like talking actively bad, actively holding your team back. Brandon Staley's public enemy number one, other than Josh McDaniels. It's like. It's like Josh, it's like Josh McDaniels
0: and Brandon Staley, then like Desmond Ritter. <laughs> some some say <laughs> uh, Brandon Staley has been public enemy since PE was Jim. Eminem would say that. Yes.
1: In Berserk specifically.
0: I just listened to that song.
1: Really good. Yeah. Um, okay. I hope so. Do you Do you think? Yeah, they must.
0: Which, I think with a loss, he's gone, and likely even with like a three point win, he's probably gone. Okay.
1: I hope so. I love Justin Herbert. I think he's amazing. I do, too. I, And I don't like – it feels like people pile on him. I don't know why.
0: Just because they don't win.
1: I, yeah, I know. It's just – I don't know. People love to not like him, and he seems, by all accounts, like a really nice guy and, like, an amazing football player who just, like, minds his own business and doesn't bother anybody – I don't, he's given me no reason to dislike him at any point in time. Even his funny haircut is Regeer. Yeah, like He's probably like a very handsome guy, made himself ugly. Makes you more likable. 100%. Yeah, he
0: seems like a, a reserved but very chill guy.
1: Yeah. Uh, my bold prediction of the year of the week is that the Rams are going to upset the Cowboys this week.
0: Ooh, I like that. Where's the game? It is at Jerry World. Wow, that would be all that would be hysterical.
1: Yeah. I just I like the Rams offense. They uh Cooper Cup got shut down this last game, but Puka still managed to break out as he does. I just and honestly they made it work with the two running backs. I know they, they lost and they didn't look amazing, but I just think the Rams are pretty good and the Cowboys defense with all with all their injuries just hasn't been as great. It seems like it could be a
0: they could be poised for an upset coming off a bye. Dude, we said it before the season, and everybody doubted us. Like Stafford and and Sean McVay, like the Rams are gonna be competitive in most games they play.
1: Yeah, and you were much more on that than I was, but so to your credit,
0: that's but on it as a podcast. Yes,
1: we that was our that could be our First award claimed as a podcast. Well, we have, it could be the first award. Obviously, we have multiple trophies from Chelsea. Yeah, yeah, whatever. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So, again, kind of just a gut feeling, and also hate the Cowboys, so I'd like to see them lose.
0: Me too. I don't hate them. I'd like to see them lose that game, though. Yeah.
1: All right. Good program.
0: Uh,
1: All right. Time to get to where you can find us. I'm going to do it the same way I did last episode. So, you can find us anywhere you get your podcasts. you can find us on social media, on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, sorry, X, now formerly Twitter, Facebook, I think that's all the media's, uh, yeah, I don't think I missed any there, then, oh, and YouTube, and we've got still our big giveaway up, the Jason Dominguez autographed mini helmet, to enter, check the details on our Instagram, but most importantly, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and... We will be giving or announcing the winner on our 30th episode, and then we'll post it on our Instagram story. But, yeah. So, make sure you enter for your chance to win a Jason Dominguez autographed mini helmet.
0: Sweet. Thank you, Tom. Shout-out, Producer Roo. Have a nice golf trip. Shout-out. And thank you, Mikey Caps. This has been episode 27 of the Breaks Down podcast, 528 Breaks Down Uh, Shout out us Premier League Summer Series champions. (laughs) See you next week.